Bananawazer would like to dedicate episode 49 to Betsy Palmer. Thank you for being such a huge part of our community. You are loved and you will be missed. Rest in peace. Well, I, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, an old friend of the Christie's. Oh my God, poor Bill! Oh God! All right, all right, all right, come on, dear, then show. No, 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 but it's all right. I'll take care of you. I, I used to work for the Christie's. Oh God, what's going on here? Please help me get out of it's here. just this place. No, no, they're all dead. They're all dead. All right, I'll go look. No, no, please don't leave me. They'll kill you too. I'm not afraid. Previously on Banana You won't believe this. Sincerely, you guys want to go see a dead body? Well, guys, I found this letter with a picture in it. Oh, shit, it's a dead body. Well, what's the letter say? Dear Trolls, you had better stop talking about me on your boring podcast or you will wind up just like Shane. Darnell. How far do you think it's going to be? Well, follow the tracks all the way out to Harlow Road. It might be about 20 miles. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Okay. Make her the cutest that I've ever seen. Come on, Dave. No, uh-uh. I'm gonna dodge it. I'm just tired of these fucking jerk-offs on Facebook. I'll just dodge it on the way back. Man, that was the all-time train dodge. Too cool. Mahoney, you are so scary. You look just like the fat guy in Evan Costello when he saw the mummy. <laughs> I wasn't that scared. Mahoney. No, really, I wasn't. Sincerely. Oh, okay. Then you wouldn't mind if we check your tidy whities for shit stains. Oh, screw. Hey, Mahoney, a better turn your marshmallow over. It's the way I like to do it. Fine by me, man. Oh, man. You got any more, Matt? Sorry, Mahoney. <laughs> it's not funny. What am I supposed to eat? <laughs> Why don't you eat your dick? <laughs> It'd be a small meal. <laughs> Screw you guys. I got <sighs> Nothing like a smoke after a meal. Yeah, I cherish these moments. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What did I say? It was, uh, why don't you tell us a story? Uh, I don't know. Oh, come on. Yeah, come on, Matt. But not one of your horror stories, okay? I don't want to hear no horror stories. I'm not up for that, man. Why don't you tell us one about Dr. Loomis and the Gravedigger? Well, the one I've been thinking about is kind of different. It's about a horror podcast, and the main character is a guy that everyone liked named Dan Hogan. (laughs) Like Hulk Hogan's brother, if he had one. Good one, Mahoney. All right, go on, Matt. Well, this guy seemed cool, but he was a junkie. A real junkie. But you know, the other people on this podcast were always covering up for him. Trying to put out a quality show and having to deal with him being late or not showing up. And when he did a show, he was so wasted half the time, they wish he hadn't shown up at all. Oh, yeah, my cousin. She's like that, sincerely. She couldn't even hold a job at Jimmy John's. I even got her a job just to mop in the cooler. And you know this one time... Shut up, Mahoney. Yeah. Well, everyone thinks he's just a fun-loving guy who smokes a little weed, but he's harmless. 
The other podcast hosts tried so hard to get him sober that they decided to do a retro about his favorite franchise, Scream, in hopes that he would really make an effort to bring his A-game and not fuck things up anymore. Well, Dan had a bright idea to make the Scream 3 a commentary episode, and... It's a great fucking series. You know, Scream 1, 2, 4, 20, 20, twin, twin. They're all good except this one. This one's straight shit. I said it. <laughs> okay, so, rating time. Bullshit. <laughs> Is that a rating? Say, uh, a bullshit rating. So now, what about, how about you, Alex? What do you rate this fucking gem? Uh, two out of five. I do not like it. Uh, yeah, so Dan, did you give yours yet? No. This fucking movie sucks, dude. I give it a, uh... And that was really me puking, and that's how I feel about this movie. Makes me sick to my stomach. It's an abomination. Fuck this shit. Um, yeah. It's almost like a uh, one of those things where you have to hit rock bottom in order to fucking. So you know, I, I, I truly, honestly believe that the series got got better to get to it. At that point in the game, Nobody Am I still talking? Anyway, piece of shit. That's yeah. as long as the runtime. That's what I'm saying, Jamie Jenkins. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the Skeleton Crew retrospective, Scream Three. Oh, thank God this is over. A complete and total barfarama. Yeah! Yeah! Woohoo! Now that was awesome. the best. Just the <laughs> yeah. best. Then what happened? What do you mean? I mean, what happened? What do you mean, what happened? That's the end. How can that be the end? What kind of ending is that? What happened to Danchez? I don't know. Maybe he joined another show with an even bigger loser than he was. Jeez. That sucks. Why don't you make it so Danchez goes home and he, and he, and he rapes his mother? And then he runs off and, and, and joins like um like the uh, like an Avengers like some kind of druggy superhero or something. Uh, I I don't know. Something good like that. I like the ending. The puking was really good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good story, Matt. I just don't like the ending. Uh, hey, ma blow me. Where's the radio? Let's see if we can get some sound. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you sobered up. All right, all right, all right. So, Kermit's a frog. Okay, Fozzie's a bear. Miss Piggy is a pig. What's Gonzo? If I could only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Subs. Jimmy John's subs. No question about it. 
Gonzo is an alien. He's definitely an alien. I knew the Super Bowl was fixed. There's no way the Seahawks decide to pass from the one yard line. He can't be an alien. He fucks a chicken and catches cannonballs. The Walking Dead's a really cool show, but did you ever notice that they never get anywhere? They just keep walking. God, that's weird. What the hell is Gonzo? None of us mentioned Shane or Darnell, but we were all thinking about them. What is a banana laser? I don't even know what that is. Welcome, Laser Nation, to the Banana Laser Horror Podcast, the podcast that has to be peeled to be believed exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of sexy hosts, Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! Dave Z. Hey, yo. I'm a pretty simple guy. And Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. The potassium starts now. Now. Exactly 345 days to the premiere of Friday the 13th. What's up, guys, and welcome to Banana Laser. My name is Matt Wazell, if you're nasty, and with me, as always, is the warden of a penitentiary in Texas, Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Hey, yo! <laughs> the feed looks perfect. <laughs> it, did. it definitely does. And he's still here. He's Dave Z's right-hand man in the penitentiary. Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. I talk so much shit, my ass is jealous. <laughs> oh, I tried to call the lines that you guys were going to say, and I was wrong. I'm both <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. Yeah, guys, welcome to the episode, episode 49 of Banana Laser. We are fucking excited because this concludes our very quick retrospective. Is it a retrospective if it just came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Human Centipede 3 Final Sequence. We just saw that son of a bitch just came out, so we're going to get into that. Uh, we're also going to get into uh, a discussion on uh, spoilers. So we're going to talk about it. What warrants a spoiler? Should you watch trailers like Dave Z or should you not? No, I don't. Don't put me in that category. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I actually uh, backed off. I... If I feel yeah, if I feel like I sort of have an idea what's going on in the movie, I actually just won't watch the trailer. I don't see any reason to. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But let's let's hold that conversation. We're gonna get into. I know you guys just can't wait to get ass to mouth in the Human Centipede three final sequence. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna be right back with that review. Sometimes I'd rather be. A human centipede Then I'd have no worries or troubles on my mind The food and rent is free He'd let us watch TV Then I wouldn't have to deal with a boss or Centipede Got you on my mind 
take me for a ride I think I'd be the middle one That's where you have the fun With a behind in your face And a face in your behind To say that I am full of shit be medically inaccurate Just take one look at the surgeon's clever design Human centipede Got you on my mind Human centipede Take me for a Well, sir, more than $50 billion a year are spent on corrections. Yet more than four in ten offenders nationwide return to prison within three years of their release. This, despite a massive increase in state expenditure. Shit! But not anymore. This human prison centipede will reduce crime dramatically. It will be a deterrent to anyone considering a career in crime. We can make savings on prison staff, food and drink, and books and television, housing. Heck, we don't even need fences no more. And that money can be spent on schools and hospitals and nursing homes and road improvements, whatever you want. And the taxpayers, they'll love you for it. All right, guys, we're back. And we just watched the Human Centipede 3 final sequence. It just came out about a week and a half ago. It's 100% politically incorrect. That's the tagline. It stars Eric Roberts, believe it or not, as Governor Hughes. Brie Olson, believe that or not, as Daisy. Lawrence Harvey, back from the dead, as Dwight Butler. Oh, wait, he didn't die. Uh, Dieter Laser, back from the dead, as Bill Boss. Tom Six as himself, proving he's a tremendous actor. And Akira, Akira, Dave, what's his name? Ak- Akira. Well, I've got to look at it. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Centipede One from the first movie is back as inmate number 333. Wow, that's good. <laughs> that is pretty good. Quick synopsis here, guys, in case you haven't seen this film. Taking inspiration from the Human Centipede films, the warden, played by Dieter Laser, of a notorious and troubled prison looks to create a 500-person centipede as a solution to his problems. Ooh. Holy fuck. Before we get into this... Akahiro Kitamura. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Just, do do the I'm, man justice. Yeah, That's what I'm here for. Thank you, Dave. Uh, before we get into this, guys... Uh, I want to let you know up front, this is a new release, and we are going to go ahead full spoilers. We're going to talk about the movie in total. We're not going to leave anything out. So if you don't want to know certain things, you feel like you're going to be spoiled, then maybe you should just skip this review until you've seen the film. So just a heads up. Human Centipede 3. Now, (laughs) 
we've already done the other movies. Some of us have liked them more than others. But isn't it... Uh, I gotta applaud Tom Six for at least finishing this whole thing. He said he always wanted to make three films and have them connect in this kind of way, ass to mouth. Mm-hmm. And he did it. I mean, I kind of really, truly expected him to give up after the second one. I thought that was like the big moment. You know, I didn't... I, I'm, I was still excited to see this film, but I didn't really think he would actually come back. Hmm. Not only what did he mean? come back, he was in it. <laughs> I mean, come back to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like it almost everything was said with the second film. You know, the first film and the second film came out really close together. And it took, what? I mean, what was it, four years for this movie to come out? I mean, I was excited to see it. Don't get me wrong. But as a filmmaker, to do three movies right in a row, all the same franchise, just feels, I don't know, odd. You're right. Usually guys bolt after two. Like fucking yeah. Adam Green with Hatchet and Eli Roth with Hostel, etc. there you go, yeah. Rob Zombie with two two Firefly people. Or whatever the <laughs> Firefly people, I call them. You know. I don't even know what that is. The Devil's Rejects family. How's <laughs> Rejects? <laughs> I should have called them the Firefly clan or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But you still wouldn't know what I was saying, would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, clan, I would have got it. You know, guys in pointy white hoods. I get it. <laughs> You're into weird shit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm like laser in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, okay. This movie is is being reviewed all over the place and from what i can tell it's getting lambasted from everyone saying the film is boring the film has nothing the joke is over um uh, it's just not satisfying did you guys reading that kind of stuff or did you guys even read that stuff did that impede your impression on the film before you saw it yeah you know i went in there thinking well I don't know. I did kind of go in with the idea that, well, maybe this guy just doesn't appreciate it, what they were going for. Because here's the thing. By the time you get to this movie, it's comical, if I could say, you know, and I think that they just took that approach. It's almost like what went on with all the 80s slashers that became big franchise names. Eventually, you make it humorous and just funny because it's no longer the shock value is gone. The fear is truly gone you know uh, from the whole idea so then you just begin to have fun with it so i think tom six completely realized that what am i going to do just a straight up horror film again it just wouldn't it wouldn't work i don't think i think he sort of had to do this humor approach that he did so i went in thinking that i'm just going to ignore that guy's uh review and just take it for what the the vision's supposed to be and i'm with you i agree i i Tom Six did what he, he probably should have done. And, you know, when it comes to movies like this, no fucking way do I take anybody's opinion. Because these movies are so debated and so and people just, you know, consider it trash right off the bat. It's like paranormal activity. People just fucking hate them. And I happen to like them. So it's the same thing, very different series, but similar type of, you know, reaction from horror fans. Well, here's the thing, though. The guy who said this, I think it was bloody disgusting. And he made it clear to let us know that he is a fan of the first two. So that way you could take his uh, opinion ex- exactly the way you just said, like the opposite of what you just said. Like, oh, everybody you know, has a bit of opinion one way. I can't take anything seriously. He wanted to tell you that, no, I'm into it, guys, and it sucks. But you know what? 
I could understand that. This is one of the few movies. It's not for everyone. Obviously, we already know that. But it's not even for all the fans of the first two. It, I could completely see somebody watching one and two and then watching three, being that it's so different, and just not not liking it. I don't have a problem with that. But I do have a problem with the way some people are talking about it. Yes, some people are really trashing this film. And regardless of how I feel about it at the end of the day, it's not that bad. Like, people are talking worse about this film than they did about when the first Human Centipede came about and how bad just the concept was. And it's it's crazy because by now, what is it, six, seven years removed from the first film, the concept is, like I said in the last show, it's in pop culture. It's a fucking joke. We're laughing about it now. It's not a thing to be horrified about. And so for him to take this film and try to go balls out laugh out loud outrageous um comedy was probably the right approach to to take this movie and it sounds like you guys agree with him yeah no he he even went as far as he couldn't tell you any more clearly that he's not taking this seriously than to hire the guys who were in the first two exactly (laughs) he doesn't care Right. He doesn't give a shit about the audience at all. And I'm not saying he's saying, you know, fuck you to the audience. He's just saying, this is what I want. You like it or, 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 or hate it, it doesn't matter because it's what I want. Yeah, he's, he's saying, guys, it's a goof. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I think that's part of the charm of the movie. That's what I like about it, that the fact that he has those two guys in there. And, I, and we'll get into it, how fucking great they were. But it's almost like a love letter to his first two movies, in a matter of speaking. You know, the, they do the lines. They repeat lines. They bring people oh, yeah. back. There's callbacks. <laughs> he just had fun with it. He's like, I'm going to go out with a bang, and it's going to be like a greatest hits package. And it, That's what's weird about it. I could see somebody not even liking the first two and watching this and fucking liking it. To me, only if you didn't see the other two. That's like what I'm if you, saying. If this was your first one. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's also good if you've seen the first two because there's a lot of references. But even oh, yeah. if you didn't, mm-hmm. this could be like a cult classic. I don't think it's going to be based upon all the, the fucking bashing it's been. But I don't know. It, it just seems like a that fucked up of a movie that I could see a lot of people. Like if it wasn't a part three, if it was a part one, it might be viewed differently. I fucking told you these movies would be shit and they are pure shit literally. They stink. Shave off your stupid brush, and you'll look precisely like this retarded pervert. Well, okay, you talked about the performances. We got uh, Lawrence Harvey back as Dwight Butler and Dieter Laser as Bill Boss, the warden. Dieter Laser, holy crud. Now, he starts off in this movie at, I would say, on a scale of 1 to 10, about a 15. That's where he starts. <laughs> yeah. And he ends up at a 20. Dave, it sounds like you felt like that really worked for you. Now, to me, his performance was almost too much. And I found it comical at times. I maybe laughed out loud a little bit. But it was almost too over the top from the get-go. And it kind of grated on me throughout the film. Hmm. I'll say this. I think by the end of it, not so much. It, it does wear a little thin. And I could see how some people would be aggravated with it. But for me, the first 20 minutes, absolutely kick ass. I probably haven't laughed. 
the first 20 minutes of this movie, in today I watched it for a second time, the, the first 20, I would venture to say that I laughed more watching the first 20 minutes of this movie than the first 20 minutes of fucking Naked Gun. <laughs> really? Wow. Every Holy time he opened shit. his mouth, I am fucking laughing out loud. The first twenty minutes, it does, it doesn't he doesn't stay at that speed. It, the movie itself slows down a little bit, then he goes up and down, and it's fine. It kind of had to because he kind of toned it down a little bit in the middle, and then he got fucking balls fucking out of control at the end again. I was going crazy, like I was trying to take notes for this movie, and everything that's coming out of his mouth, I'm fucking. That's why I had to watch it a second time. I was writing so much shit down because everything he was saying was making me laugh for the first fifteen twenty minutes. It was just. Out of fucking control. He was cracking me up. My notes for this film are literally only lines that he said. I didn't write down anything else. I have a two full pages of his lines, and and they're they're funny. I mean, when he's like, "I need my ball sack emptied before lunch," you know. And by the way, I need my ball sack emptied before lunch. Just all that shit. Don't bother me, tits. You know. Yes. I mean. He throws the N-word out in, like, five minutes right. and says... Yeah, he calls Zeus a monkey N. Yeah, right. and and asks what his masturbation arm is and then breaks it. Like, he is so crazy right from the beginning. It's, all, it's like, exhaustive. I, I Don't get me wrong. I find the shit he says funny, but his speech is with his thick accent because he is, uh, in this film, a German-American is so unintelligible. It's too difficult to understand him at times. I had to watch this film again, like you said, Dave, just to get the lines. And I did with, with earbuds today. You're right. <laughs> just to make sure I'd say I got 80% of it, but I wanted to get a hundred, you know, cause it was so entertaining. I, I had to put uh, the subtitles on and the yelling got so exhausting that I had to lower the volume like 10 points. Right. Uh, it was when, it was at 35. I put it to 25 about 20 minutes into it. It definitely seems like he went off script almost every time he was on camera. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it's like it's like Tom Six was like, dude, you're fucking hilarious. Just go with it, man. Yell about these dried clitorises that you're eating. It's going to be awesome. Clitoris. <laughs> that, that is pretty funny. What is that? Tribe leaders in Africa chew them for unbelievable strength. Yeah, but what exactly is it? Right, clitorises. What? Clitorises! What? I think I think that fucking Brie, she was made to look like she was crying in, in two or three scenes. I think she was laughing. I think she was laughing at him. <laughs> she I really couldn't do. help it. Yeah, I think she couldn't control it because he was so off the fucking wall. Yeah, if you watch it again, look at that. Because <laughs> I noticed it today. I'm like, you know what? This fucking... I think this chick is laughing because she's hiding her face. And I don't know. I think it was supposed to be in the script that she's crying. But I don't know. Her body language showed to me that she was laughing. Hmm. Yeah, that body language, baby. Oh, that body. Wow. Yeah, she I've is never, cute. I've never seen her before. So uh, I, I stopped the movie. Oh, me too. Yep. And, <laughs> and looked her up. X-Videos, yeah. <laughs> went through a whole session, then went back to the movie. Yeah, I was like, oh, I need to go take care of something. Oh, I'll check be right this back. out. When you hear the most amazing... Oh, I don't want to say this stuff in front of Matt anymore, but... Oh. <laughs> You're so stupid. So anyway, uh, I, I went to look her up, and it was a secretary scene. I couldn't believe it. Oh, that is wow. funny. Wow. It was so cool. I was like, wow, it's like watching the movie. Like, was, she, 
If yeah, it'd be great if she's wearing the same outfit. Right? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. How <laughs> but... about this? Would you have continued to watch it if Laser was in the video with her? Oh yeah, <laughs> probably just because. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I wouldn't prefer him, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather like an anonymous guy. Obviously, I'm just I just wanted to see what you would say. <laughs> I'd rather watch you in there, Dave. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I would do. I would too. <laughs> I think most lasers would. You know, I would rather I'd rather watch the Mean Gene Okerlund look alike, his uh, sidekick. <laughs> you think he looked like Mean Gene? He looked like Mean he Gene did. if Mean Gene ate Mean Gene. Yeah, exactly. He was two Mean Genes smashed together. We've got to make a human centipede of our prisoners. Sewn ass to mouth, sharing one digestive system. It's brilliant. We don't got to deal with their shit no more. They just got to deal with each other. How about Lawrence Harvey that you're talking about? What did you guys think of his performance? I also felt like, I mean, he wasn't over the top like he was, but uh, I thought he was outstanding in Human Centipede 2. And here, it's just, he does nothing for me in what? this movie. Really nothing. Wow. Seeing him in this in this movie makes me appreciate 2 so much more. Oh, yeah. yeah it makes me appreciate his acting ability right? 100%. But him... In this movie, just that whole character, I don't know, the way he plays it. Oh, wow. I don't know. See, I don't know. I'm, I'm almost going back and forth. I'm starting to think that having these guys in the film was actually a mistake. What? I, what? I, un, I understand that it's it. that's how this series works. It's wrapped around itself. It's all an inside fucking joke. But between Dieter's... Uh, 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 speeches and yelling, which I can't understand half the time, and and Harvey's uh, just kind of subdued, kind of weird uh, Southern draw and stuff like that. I feel like maybe they should have cast other people. I really do. Wow, I can't imagine this movie without them, and I I, I wouldn't want to see it with any other people but those two cast. Okay, I I really started to think about. It. I'm like. I, I'm kind of getting annoyed. Like halfway through the film, I'm done with Dieter Laser. I am done trying to understand him. <laughs> I truly am. And I'm like, who who could have done this? And I'm like, how about how about William Defoe? You put William Defoe in this role, and he would have gotten across the same thing with less, essentially. Not to say he wouldn't act crazy or anything, but one, I would understand him, and two. I just think that he would have acted more appropriately as that character. Fuck. <laughs> he wouldn't have been anywhere near as comical. It, it was like, to me, this was like comedy gold. This hmm. is like dark humor. And apparently I love dark humor more than I like most comedies because this is the kind of shit that has me rolling. It's just mm-hmm. his performance to me is like fucking fantastic. Granted, I could see how people would say it would be annoying. Even, like I said, it does wear a little thin, and there is a little bit too much yelling. I wish they would have toned it down after mm-hmm. the first half. I, I wish they would have toned it down a little more, but I still enjoyed the fucking hell out of it. I, I can't even imagine anybody doing that but him. I did like him. Don't get me wrong. I liked him. But, like I said, this movie is an hour and 40 minutes. It's exhaustive, you know. That whole character, what. that whole runtime is exhaustive. <laughs> well, did you notice that the first hour is mostly like exposition? Like it's uh, there's a couple things that happen here and there, a face boil, a ball cut, but other than that, that's it. 
Right. That is it. They don't even talk about the centipede <laughs> until 50 minutes. <laughs> 50 fucking minutes. Right. It's like, here's the problem with that. We know where it's going. <laughs> so we're just waiting. And we all know that Dwight is what he, we all know what he wants to tell him. But he never lets him because he just keeps telling him to shut up, sit down, shut up. You mm-hmm. know, and <laughs> doesn't let him talk. But we're just waiting, like, dude, just just say it, and this yes. guy will realize it, and blah, 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 and then we can get to that. But it takes an hour <laughs> to get there, and it's just crazy, because we've been through the two movies. We all know where this is going. And that's, like, the craziest thing, that we're waiting an hour to get to it. It's on and the goddamn poster. I feel like, you know, it's like it's one of these cases where, like, it's exact. I feel the same way. Tom Six has a weird way of making movies, because... <laughs> yeah. Remember how we sort of felt that we couldn't take the first 40 minutes of part two because it was so repetitive with the crowbar and the shooting people mm-hmm. and just gathering people yet we were able to point out specific moments that were memorable. Like the guy beating him and the mom trying to kill him. And then the guy saying, I want to, man, I want to fuck that retard and, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's peppered with these moments, but at the same time, it feels by the time you're at the part where you're finally getting to the meat of this, it's if you look back and it seems exhausting, <laughs> you know, to, to mm-hmm. look at it. Like we just spent an hour talking and I really can't, I'm not taking in those few moments as if they were keeping my attention or something throughout the whole thing. I don't know. I, I did keep my attention, but it just didn't feel like I did. It was up and down. It would go down for a few and then something kind of outrageous would happen, or he would say something fucking outrageous, or some little thing would happen. It, 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 I think it moved along okay, but it did seem that the downtimes were really down, and I don't know why. It's just the way I felt. I've never gone back and forth on a movie so much in my life as I've had this movie both times I watched it. I was like, is it this? Is it, do I like it this much? Do I not like it this much? It's like every time I, I was going one direction, something would happen, and I would come back. It was really weird. But the highs were really high for me, so that that's what it was. Laser's performance was just I just enjoyed it too much, you know. And it, <laughs> but but I'll tell you, the first time watching it, I'm right with you with fucking when he's trying to sell the centipede story to him, or you know, the, the centipede theory, whatever he wants to do. I'm yeah. like, spit it out! Like two or three times, the, the opportunity, and they got interrupted. And I was like, fuck! So I'm right with you. I I completely feel that the second time, knowing how it is. I just took it for what it was. But I, I, like the first time I'm watching and I'm sitting there and I'm like, just get to the fucking, I want to hear him at least say it. And then I want to see it get constructed. What are we waiting for? Man, you like Tusk. You're a big fan of Tusk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I would say that we don't see Mr. Tusk until close to the running time that we see the centipede in this movie. It's not that far off. It's yeah, an hour but... and something in. So it is similar. There's build up and everything else. Yeah, but that movie had suspense and out-of-this-world acting. You know, there were other things to keep me engaged. Uh, yeah, Dieter Laser is crazy, and it's mm-hmm. entertaining at times, but it's not enough to keep keep my interest the whole time. I, I trailed off. Like I said, I fast-forwarded through part of the first Human Centipede because I got bored. Well, I didn't fast-forward through this both times I watched it for this review, but... There was a lot of anytime there's like n- nothing happening, I, I'm I'm looking at something else. I'm doing something else. There's it just didn't hold my interest because it's seemingly just a series of vignettes. 
like, okay, now he's going to cut off this guy's balls. And now he's going to eat them. And now he's going to finger his secretary. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now he's going to waterboard this guy with boiling water. Oh, okay, yeah, that shit's crazy. And it's it's somehow more offensive than part two, but it's just not engaging me as much as I'd like it to. His dialogue and the callbacks throughout the movie is, is you know, that's what kept me on. I do love the callbacks. Come on, small head. I didn't get your asshole father out of prison for nothing. Swallow it, bitch. Swallow up. God damn it. I like, um, what's his name? I forget his name in real life. Harvey or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, Lawrence Harvey. Okay. Yeah, yeah Dwight. The midget. Yeah. <laughs> the midget, yep. I did like him in this. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I liked his character even. I mean, he's not detestable the way he fucking Laser is. Oh, thank God. He's a detestable <laughs> fucking dude. He, that man has no redeeming qualities. He's a, a heel in every sense of the word. Absolutely, yeah. However, I still enjoy what's coming out of his mouth. He's just a charismatic fucking heel. So We talk about I'm, performances. How about Tom Six? Isn't he not the most odd actor in the world? Oh, man. I'm so excited to see the real mouth-to-ass operation. Prove all the skeptics wrong. It is 100% medically accurate. I'm going to be so rich and famous. Oh, man. This is so wrong. It's cool, I guess, in, the, in how meta they're trying to be with this shit. You know, the fact that the first two films take place in this universe. I like that. The Tom Six is coming in. I like that. The fact that he gets offended by the assembly <laughs> of the human caterpillar, which is was a new, new thing. That's kind of cool, but... Anytime he opens his mouth, it's like, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, his here? delivery was terrible. He reminds oh, me yeah. of you ever see Tommy Wiseau with this movie called The Room? Oh, like <laughs> he's not that bad. I know, I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. He didn't bother me. He didn't bother me, honestly. I mean, I know he's not an actor, so I'm not expecting anything special, mm-hmm. but I didn't think he was terrible or anything. He wasn't like I well, I would Lloyd Kaufman fucking walks on the trauma set and, and does things and he's awful. And it's so fucking cheesy. Like this. Yeah, but me, he's a character. Yeah, but I know he's a character, but he's playing himself too sometimes. I'm pretty sure yeah. he is. Well, I, yeah, but it's always a elevated. He has a better sense of acting than Tom Six does, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but Tom Six is only playing himself, so he doesn't really have to, you know. He's not, he doesn't need fucking legs. He doesn't, what's so, he going to do? He's unnatural. He's just an odd person, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what maybe about. What about Eric Roberts' haircut? <laughs> Dude, Jesus Christ. He's I tell you what, what? <laughs> this this movie, I really enjoy how each film has a unique look and feel. And this one was no exception. And everything was so bright and and like crazy lit. And then you throw in Eric Roberts in there. And I'm seriously thinking that I'm watching uh, straight-to-video Straight to VHS 90s film. <laughs> because that was his prime, and everything is lit like a fucking straight to VHS 90s movie. Totally. Oh. <laughs> I think that's what he was going for. Maybe. I enjoy those those saturated colors. No, I liked it too. I Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked how it's a very, very stark contrast from part two and even part one. Yeah, it was reminiscent of part one, but... To mm-hmm. me, it looked just like part two. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's hard to believe part two is in the same fucking uh, franchise. Wake up! 
We are not in a movie here playing some idiots. How about this? I got something for Dave. In the beginning of this movie, they really exaggerate the baby crying at the end of part two. Hmm. Now, but here's the weird thing. It doesn't matter if it was real or not because it's a fucking movie. <laughs> right. I know. We had that whole debate. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It's a fucking movie. Like, in this, it's a movie. So what's the difference if a baby's crying? It doesn't mean anything. There you go. So, all it's right. Well, stupid. That's right. How's that? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. You may as well just say I think it's, we're both right in cool. that sense. It's cooler if you're right, though. It's a, it's a better mm-hmm. fucking theory. So mm-hmm. I'll say you're right. Yo, but hold on. Back to that. He goes, yeah, it's, it's pure shit, literally. They stink. He's fucking... It's pure shit. But here it is. The character he plays, I mean, that that's part of the fucking, you know, the political fucking satire in this movie. They, they play him as a fucking, you know, a one-dimensional, hardcore fucking right-winger. Mm-hmm. Of course, someone that is their character is going to fucking hate the Human Centipede movies. So Yeah, that's true. It makes sense for the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I took it. What? That B-movie shit! Tom Six, creator of these films, he claims that it's 100% medically accurate! The man is still in his party stage, a poop-infatuated toddler. You call him now and tell him I don't speak with a stupid filmmaker about his poop fetish. And that is something about this movie that's great is the commentary with the fucking the, the social commentary with the, the the prison system, the political shits throughout. The funny thing is a lot of people probably won't even catch on to it. And some people might be listening to me talk now and fucking rolling their eyes and saying, no, you're just trying to make the movie sound better than it is by saying, oh, it's commentary. Well, guess what? It fucking is commentary. No, you know? it's definitely a satire on yeah, uh, satire. America's political views. Absolutely, 100%. It's in the tagline. It True. takes place in Texas. George fucking W. Bush's name is said <laughs> that that's his home. You know, I mean, the waterboarding. I mean, it's all fucking there. Absolutely. It's his prison. The prison is named George H.W. Bush prison. Mm-hmm. So I like yeah. that about it. You know, I like that they were doing that. And there was a whole bunch of shit the way he was talking to Eric Roberts and talking about him being a communist and the thing with the cigars and then literally hiding behind an American flag and wiping his tears of it and shit. It just, some people might not catch <laughs> I forgot about that. But wouldn't it be better if he wasn't a German? I mean, I know he says he's German-American, but if it was actually played by an American, I feel like that satire level would have came through so much better. Maybe they're saying George Bush is no better than Hitler. <laughs> That's exactly what they're fucking saying. <laughs> they did call him Hitler a couple times. And Lawrence Harvey, he has that fucking Hitler stash. He says, I grew this mustache to look like you, talking yes. to his boss. Which is weird, because he didn't have a fucking mustache. I guess because he's German and the yeah, Nazis were no, German. Yeah, that Maybe at no one time sense. he did. I just figured that one time he did. Yeah. And he it. I didn't want to look like him. So he shaved it when he grew his. Jesus. They should have showed a picture. They should have showed like a picture of the past with him with that mustache. That would have been that would have been the wise choice. Yeah, I like, wish there was some picture with him and th- uh, three dogs. That would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool if there was like a self-portrait behind him and he had the mustache on it. We've given him some morphine to manage the pain. I personally castrated him. Yes, we all are aware. And tomorrow... We'll start a fucking mass castration doing them all. What about the Asian guy being there? 
I loved it. All the callbacks of the actors. Um, there was him, and there was at least one other guy that I think I recognized. Oh, I, the the doctor from part two. Yes. I loved all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think was there one guy, the cop. The, the, yes, the gray-haired yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, he was fucking banging his head in the beginning when he was doing. All that. I, I thought that was him. Is that the same guy that got that got shot later for eating shit, or is that a different guy? Yeah, no, that's him. Yeah, <laughs> he's so <laughs> disgusted that he's eating his own shit, yet he's putting people together and have him eat shit, so he kills his ass. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> Speaking of the doctor, what the fuck is the point of a doctor just telling you you're fine, no matter what's wrong with you? <laughs> that yeah, exactly. Well, he had to do whatever he said. He said yeah. in the film, "I don't have a medical license. This is the only place I can work." Right. So he had him by the balls. You know, Dave likes that doctor because that was the doctor that treated Dylan McKay when he got into a coma in 90210. <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. right? Yeah, he ran his car off a cliff and he fell into a coma and that doctor treated him. We should interview Jason Priestley. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> you never come on these stupid shows. Oh, fuck no. No way in hell. How about when Tom Six comes in and they start actually discussing how they're going to do the centipede and and why and all that stuff? Mr. Six, uh, this is a a big pleasure because I'm a big fan. Uh, Thank you, sir. (laughs) I really enjoyed how each movie had a different way of doing the centipede. You know, uh, it was very clinical in the first one. It was completely fucked up and, you know, in part two. And this one, they even did it differently again so they could release these guys into the public <laughs> when they were done uh i kind of like that little you know that little difference yeah i like how they use tranquilizer darts instead of a crowbar to knock the people out <laughs> i know i knew yeah i knew you'd like that jesus why didn't they just go in there with a fucking why didn't the doctor just go in there with a needle why go through all that rigmarole of fucking shooting Exactly. Why does ha- fucking Bill Boss do half the things in this movie? You know, it's just to be outrageous for outrageous sake. Right. It was a little like, um, see, like something like that when he was doing the tranquilizer gun, that kind of lost me a little. That seemed a little too like like a trauma movie to me. <laughs> you know, and trauma I don't like movie, yeah. that. I don't like trauma movies. I'll, I'll me say it neither. Right now. I yeah. don't. I know a lot of people do. I like the first Toxic Avenger. Toxic, yeah. Yep. That's it though. Like two and three, they got worse and worse, and then. I stopped watching them, and then what? I discovered the internet. I stopped watching them, and the internet came around when it came, got big. And a lot of people were saying, "Hey, watch fucking Toxic Avenger Four. Uh, watch guys. the fucking um, Citizen Toxie. It, it, it brings it back. Yo, 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 check it out. Yeah, you know, right. a lot of people were pimping it. So I burned the fucking DVD. I had my a couple, my brother, my friend over. We we're fucking gonna watch this movie. We we're excited. I'm like, yeah, this is supposed to be close to the first one. We couldn't even fucking finish it. Twenty minutes in, we took it out. Couldn't it, be further than the first one. It, dude, I, dude, awful. I cannot take shit. retard shit gags. Dude, retards awful. and shit are are not my sense of anything. They're not they're right. not appealing. They're not my humor. They're not funny. They're nothing to me. I hate it. And then the whole movie's like, I don't want to go with you because I don't. Like, this guy talks like a retard the whole movie. And it's awful. like, oh. Dude. That to me sounds like you guys are describing this movie. That's what. Oh, see, I, I mean, not not to that extreme, but no. it's like it's all the same like joke over yeah, and over again. Like, what? Is, yeah. <laughs> like, isn't this fucked up? 
hey, look at what I'm making you watch. This is fucked up. Ha ha ha. You know, like, uh, I don't know. It's just... People like trauma. How do fucking some... Not everybody, but people don't really shit all over their movies like they shit all over this one. That's what I'm saying. Like, horror fans that are talking shit about this are the same people that like trauma movies. And that, to me, makes no sense. And if you want to talk about annoying, saying that what's-his-name is, like, annoying, uh, Dieter Laser, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. That's your opinion. I, I, you know, I respect it. But how can you watch a fucking Jim Carrey movie or an Adam Sandler movie and not think those fucking guys are annoying and that shit is... That's how I feel about it. Those mm-hmm. guys, to me, are annoying. However... Jim Carrey? Like Ace Ventura and shit. Like, like the real that. animated. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. All that. Yeah. It's just fucking. No, it's just, dude, maybe you try too hard. I don't like it. I just fucking. It's just not for me. It's just my opinion. I just. It's it's annoying to me. They no, try no, too hard. You can't have that opinion, though. You, you can't have that opinion. I can't I don't help agree it. with it. I don't agree with it, though. <laughs> but do you like Dieter Laser's performance? Whoever I think Matt said. I Or no, you, you said it. I think they should have toned it down. I think. Let's just say it was at a 10, which I think it was. I think they could have brought it to like, okay, they could have done some of the yelling, but how about you do that every eight or 11 minutes instead of every three or four minutes? It would have made it more effective. Right, right, because when it's just – like I seriously just started looking around the room when he kept yelling. I was like, oh, Exactly. I trailed off. Right. It, it just, wasn't like, engaging know, anymore over time. No, no, it loses you. It's amazing. But you, you talked about trauma. Guys, this is a trauma movie. Let's just run through it. A guy – Gets boiling water poured all over his face. A guy gets his balls cut off in front of the camera. You know, we're watching this. A guy gets a, a fresh hole cut in his side and gets fucked <laughs> in his kidneys. That was I, that was crazy and unique. Was, I actually did enjoy that. Yeah. yeah How about I mean, eating testicles? How but about it was this? a dream too. That yeah, but they still showed it as a as a form of entertainment to us. That, like mm-hmm. that's. You know, Troma obviously would have probably just had it in a real part of the movie, but yeah, a guy I mean, eats his own poop. Yeah, like that is total trauma, man. Um, and a guy eats fucking testicles. Make these medium rare. <laughs> yeah, how, but here's those fuckers some... looked well done, FYI. Hey, can you, you ever cook eat... testicles? Yeah. Do what? What's the have, question? Have you ever cooked testicles? First and foremost, I have not. Okay, no sir. Not even like uh, you never served weird things like buffalo balls or whatever. No, I've never worked at a place where we did that. Buffalo <laughs> balls. Like he worked, like he cooks for fucking Fear Factor. I've served pig pig intestine, you know, <laughs> you but see? that's pretty regular fucking thing. Oh yeah, what's what? that called? Um, um, chitlins. Chitlins. Yes. Oh, venison's yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. deer meat. It's yeah. fucking disgusting. And, and you're about trauma. One more thing to throw in there. They got a fucking some dumb blonde bimbo, fucking half naked performing sex acts. Yeah. This is like trauma, but much better, in my opinion. Well, how about... It's almost sloppy. This, to me, isn't sloppy and shitty. It's more, much more entertaining. Oh, yeah. It's like a professional... It's like trauma with a budget. But Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But here, how about, how about raping a girl in a coma? <laughs> like, <laughs> here's the thing about that. That would have been epic. And it was good. But it would have been epic if we never saw a Serbian film. Uh, I make you squirt even in a coma. <sighs> You know, yeah. that's that's one of the cases where, well, too bad something before you came and it was far worse than that. You know? Yeah, I never saw a Serbian film. So to me, but even I mean, what what we're about, let's say, 70 minutes into the film when that happens, when he rapes her in a coma and says, I'm going to make you squirt even in a coma. 
<laughs> funny line. Don't yes, get me wrong. But it's just like, it's just, it, it didn't impact me whatsoever because I felt like so much had happened to shock me that in the first 15 minutes that it just didn't, it just didn't impact me at all. <laughs> hmm. How about, how about why does Zeus like why does he put her in the coma like what the fuck was it what was the problem like he's a killer that's why that's why he's in jail that's why he's in that prison to begin with he's just a fucking you know just a a bad person a fucking killer why the guy from part one is jerking off about it (laughs) (laughs) oh he was jerking off about that yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) about a chick being beaten up that was great and how about the fact that he once again was in the same position in the centipede, not the same. He was in position one. He was in the same. He was in a centipede again, and fucking laser went up to him, and he was fucking yelling at him. He said, "Feed him, feed him, feed him." Digestion in progress. <laughs> oh, that was him there. Yeah, when the governor like was there. That. Yeah, there was so many callbacks. There really wasn't. He even said the one time he's like. You don't match. I'll have to kill you. Oh, that was good. I did yeah. like that. And yeah, anytime they called back, I really it made me smile. Yeah, it really did. When he gave the speech again to the prisoners, <laughs> it was great. The exact same speech. Uh-huh. I loved that part. I really did. Uh, yeah. that was great. And when he shoots the guy in the colostomy bag hole, I love it. Oh, <laughs> you did? Oh, that was sick. yeah. It was just weird. Was yeah, cool. that's just like another thing where it's like. I'm doing this just to be gross when it's like, I don't know. I just felt like ugh, it's that's too much. It's like, just get on with it, okay? Really? It's like, yeah, now, I felt Matt, like it was too much. This is what I don't get. That's what you liked about part two, that he was giving an FU to the fucking critics by doing all this ridiculous shit. But, you know but what? now you don't like it. That's the weird In, thing. Retrospectively, I understand now that that's what he was doing, but he wasn't trying to be funny. This he's trying to be funny, and it doesn't work. I've that I've I praise part two because I thought it was fucking hilarious, and I stand by it. But he was ultimately just trying to say fuck you, as we've said, and just gross us out. And I think that's where it worked. This he's trying to make an all-out comedy, and to me it just falls flat. In the long run, there are moments, as Alex always points out. There are moments in films that are good to great, but it doesn't necessarily make for a great movie. How about the, the scene when when he does cut the hole in his kidney, in the dream, and he's fucking his hole, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and, and he says, he goes, this shit feels good. Today's your day to be fucked like the rest of us. But I'm not going to do you in your stinking ass. I'm going to cut me a fresh hole in your soft kidney tissue. Belly down. Oh, 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 oh. Shit, this shit feels good. <laughs> it's funny. That, that actor was good. He yeah. was good. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he he looks like he walked off the fucking the Sons of Anarchy cast somehow. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Doesn't he? Now, what? now you didn't like what's his name's performance, Dwight. You you didn't you didn't like the way he was saying the excretia when he was talking. And he goes, and then you attach it to the buttocks. You didn't think that shit was funny? He didn't make me smile or anything throughout the film at all one time. Wow. Mm-mm. Man, I'm really like, surprised. It, it you could like have been so somebody much. else. I'd love him in two. Yeah. And 
I think that's the difference between the two films where it's like this one he's given jokes are told to do something in a joking manner whereas in part two he was told to play this sick and dark not funny I think that that's the disconnect for me for me now don't get me wrong I still laugh at a lot of this shit sort of and I think a lot of it's funny you know just stretched out over an hour 40 man it's it's tough and and I'm going to talk about this in the next segment but I feel like I watched this a second time and I feel like 100% knowing what to expect going in I know that Dieter Laser is going to yell for this whole movie I, I could accept it more and I could get more enjoyment out of it like watching it the first time I didn't laugh one single time I wow. really didn't well, I can't believe this. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't no, stop laughing. I was going to say, I can't imagine this movie has any rewatchability value. But I guess oh, it does. Yeah, it's better than the second watch. Like most things are. You know? Like most things are. Yeah. It, it just seems like I, it would be like a, a chore to sit through the first hour again, but I guess not. But, well, now you know what to expect. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, you know right. what you're getting into this time. I'm not know? anticipating a, a... Right. Here's the thing, though. Once, That's what it was. It's weird because... You're anticipating, you just can't wait till he tells them, and you can't wait till they do that. But once they do that, it's not like I'm in awe and I'm like, yes, wow, I'm so glad to be looking at all these guys stitched ass to mouth. This is awesome. Like, it's not even what I really want out of this, I guess. I don't even know what I want out of Because it's played out. The <laughs> idea, seriously, the idea is played out. We've seen it in two films done better. And. There's just nothing truly. I mean, they tried to do it with the caterpillar, and that made me smirk that. a little bit. Oh, that was great. Ta 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 ta! The human caterpillar for the lifetime convicts and our friends on death row now. Is that a deterrent, <laughs> But that was only on the film, only in film for twenty seconds, and so there, yeah, it, it's played out. Yeah, but lasers, the way he presented it to the like the, the mystery of it, and when we saw them sawing off the limbs, which was kind of cool, and the Tom Six pukes <laughs> throws up. Yeah, and he's so dude, mad. this is so wrong. Right? Yeah, <laughs> this is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he's getting all in, in um. He's getting excited. He doesn't want to let fucking Dwight know what it is yet. And he's fucking getting them all jacked up. And then they're there and he's like, dun, 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 dun. He's like, the human caterpillar. Yeah. When he's prancing around the yard, when the the centipede, the peed is assembled, all that stuff is great because he is so fucking proud of himself Mm -hmm. for doing this. And I tell you what, the aerial shots, basically the poster. The far away shots, seeing the centipede, and it's all real actors, by the way, too, is amazing. I love that image. Love it. Yeah, it is cool. You think it's 500, though? No. Uh, See, it's like 300. Yeah, you're probably right. That's my uh, my guesstimate. I was trying to... What asshole would count? Just do 300. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that your Tom Six impression? Yeah, I think so. No, I don't know. I think so I combined I it Tom Six and uh, Laser. 
<laughs> wow, really? I thought it was the Count from Sesame Street. The Count Dracula. Oh, yeah. Who Sesame. counts? Count. I've got one two centipede, two centipede. Who's still counting? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Cast him out. I'll explain. The spectacular operation only once. We start with injections into the lick. Ligament patelli. Ligamenta patelli. Paralyzing the ligaments of your kneecaps. So, knee extension is no longer possible. Your lips and anuses are cut circular along the border between skin and mucosa. The muc mucus cutaneous. Mucus cutaneous zone. Then, we combine those circular mucosa and skin parts of anus and mouth, creating a human centipede connected via your gastric systems. Did anybody realize that they never really created a human centipede? Because centipedes don't have heads all along their, their bodies <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. It's not exactly a bunch of, like it it's not an insect or whatever that's that's a bunch of insects connected in any way. It's just one head and a long body. <laughs> like it doesn't really make any sense. To be a real human centipede, they the closest that which would be maybe cooler. Wow, this would have been cooler in the movie, I think, hmm. if they cut all their heads off mm-hmm. and just connected them like that so their, it appeared that the heads were in the asses. That would have been actually a closer <laughs> human centipede, right? Yeah, but how could they That's move? True. They wouldn't they have been able to move their knees, though. They wouldn't have been alive either. Well, you know, yeah. just just like the, the puppets, you, or like you ever see when they uh, – when a, a guy's in a costume and he has, he's like a roach with a bunch of arms coming down his body and he moves the two arms and strings move all the rest so, right. they, so they coincide, <laughs> maybe they could have done that. Or it's just like these things just drag all the body together. That would have been cool, man. Fuck. What about the caterpillar? Does that does that work for you, Alex, or no? Yeah, that's that's closer to horrific. See, that that is where I think if they wanted to go horrific and keep the shock value – they should have more probably focused on that type of thing. Right. Just, exactly. Just, a, just another funny. Yeah. But what else could they have done with it? Once it's done, there's nothing to be done because they're just they're they're limbless. So you won't get any action <laughs> out of it. You know, and what, and what could you do with a fucking centipede outside of like riding it or something? You know, no, that's why I said I said the big the first movie. I go, what would you do with the goddamn thing once you had it? Like, All right, I'm bored. I'm going. to. I have a great idea. This is what they should have done. Because they're trying to go so satirical with the political um, uh, themes and uh, and all that, and the fact that this will deter crime, future crime, because people don't want to be put in a centipede, they should have focused more on that and and had the centipede earlier in the film, and then kind of you have people get arrested and then they're exactly set and, and they know exactly. what they're doing. yes. Yeah, they should have focused more on that angle, and it would have been something new. You right, know, not, not, yeah, not just the whole build up to the creation. Which because we, we've had that, yeah. right? Twice. Well, yeah. not no. Even the first one got to it quicker, and we actually spent time with these assholes as a centipede in the first one. 
Yeah, and that's I the agree. other thing. You don't give two shits about any of these fuckers. Not that you really did in, like, part two, but at least they were seemingly normal human beings. These are fucking assholes living their life in prison. It's like, who gives a... F- yeah, put them in a fucking centipede. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. you know I what? I was all for it. It's not a bad idea, realistically. If you think about it from, you know, a perspective, I mean, because think about it. What they say, you know, inmates, they're gonna be, they're not going to be able to run away. They're not going to be able to talk back. You know, it's going to save the state money in food mm-hmm. and you know what it'll billions save money. of dollars yeah yeah it was actually it would save money on plumbing and waste disposal too if you think about it yeah you just <laughs> yeah. give them vitamin shots yeah Dude, exactly you're all set they, they could have done that I, mean, I, I like that that aspect of it that that would be the reason i am completely okay with the reason behind it granted yes it's ridiculous and mm-hmm. it's satire but I, I like that that was the reason behind it because they were in financial trouble and everything they were you know everything else is going on so yeah this could work, you know, from a fucked up perspective, but it could work. But there was one thing I wanted to say. Did you guys realize when they viewed Centipede 1 and 2 to the prisoners, all the shit the prisoners were saying? And um, hmm. the stuff that was coming out of their mouth was – here's why I knew. Because the, the one thing that the Asian guy said from part one, that's a famous quote from fucking Roger Ebert when he said something about um, – no stars in the sky or something. Some oh, shit. you're right. Because he gave the film zero. He gave it no rating. He said it's so sick it doesn't deserve a rating. These films risk causing harm. They should be burned. This torch occupies the world where the stars don't shine. So that's another thing he was wow. doing. It was satire on the people that criticized his movie. So I can't say for certain. I know the Asian guy said Roger Ebert's line, and the other other people said shit. All I can think is that you know he probably took real fucking people criticizing his movie, maybe people that are more famous reviewers, and you know put mm. them in there. So I thought that was a nice touch too. This movie is genius when you really look at it. <laughs> I, here, it is cool. I, I think the ideas. Like this whole meta thing is is really smart, and to be able to try and do that is smart. I just feel like it should, it would have been played better in the hands of a different filmmaker. Because I think now I'm starting to think that Tom Six is a one note kind of guy, and unfortunately, it's making me doubt uh, the other films that I liked, especially part two. Oh, no, Matt, it's, really? this, this displayed his commitment to his, uh, passions. Yeah, he is committed. That's for sure. <laughs> Maybe you should be committed. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I think you take 10 minutes out of this movie. It boosted it fucking completely up. Oh yeah. yeah. This movie should out. be, I, I, 90 I minutes think it long. should be 75 minutes long. That's a that's that's a pretty short. I, I'm not a fan of 75 minute movies. So I don't know. I'm not either, but I feel like there's too much repetitiveness. Uh, they should have gotten to the whole idea faster. All that, you know what I mean? I'm not maybe not take it all out. Maybe just put in something else. You know, more. I dare say character <laughs> shit. You know, with these guys, <laughs> as opposed to just a vignettes of grossness. That's true. I'll tell you, here's something funny. The Human Caterpillar, when the movie first came out, like part one, I was confused and I used to tell people that this movie was actually called The Human Caterpillar. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, wow. I got confused. I just heard about it and yeah, it's Caterpillar, Centipede, you know, it's it's, it's an easy funny. mistake. You know? Oh, and you know what? You know that guy I used to make fun of I told you about on the other show? Mm-hmm. That guy Z, that Asian guy? Listen <laughs> to this shit. One day... <laughs> One day I told him, I said, hey, because you know on Chinese New Year, have you guys ever seen that... Um, 
Um, they, they have dragon and like the Chinese people get under the dragon. They have celebrations yeah. for Chinese New Year. So of course Chinese New Year is approaching, and I tell Z, I say, hey Z, um, what would you do if uh, this year for Chinese New Year? Because what they do is every year in the casino they run these dragons all over. They run this big dragon all over the casino. Then they go to this one part and they, they throw it cabbage and some other shit. It's like this big celebration, but they run it all over the casino. I'm like Z, what would you do if this year the centipede the centipede the the dragon was moving really <laughs> slow, really slow, and nobody could know why. And then when they finally got to the end thing. <laughs> They had enough of it, and they took the fucking thing off. And he goes, "What?" And I was a human centipede. He would say, "I'm <laughs> like, so yeah, all it. Asian guys, fucking, and a human centipede under the dragon." What'd you do, I asked, <laughs> just to bust his balls, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Chicks, I'm gonna show you some human centipede improvement. Copyright for the boss. Follow me. Bing, 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 bing. You know, there's one thing I don't understand, though. When does Zeus go out for parole? But no, oh, he yeah. can't be out for parole because he's the face. He's the, he's centipede one, so he's he's there for life. He's a lifer. No, all the lifers were the caterpillar. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. They were a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Well, he's such an asshole that, you know, he's never getting out. Because okay. he's the first one. How could you get them get him out? He's centipede one. That's what I think. I want to know when the Asian guy is up for parole because I want to see his next movie. (laughs) (laughs) If he's going to be in Centipede 4 with the aliens and shit. Actually, uh, he is going to be in another movie. I have the trailer right here. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. It looks good, man. I don't watch trailers normally, but this is a good one. There was a lot of that going on. The callbacks were cool. You know, <laughs> when he goes, when he says to fucking, when he, um, to Dwight, he's like, I'm going to kill them and then I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill me. It's yeah, just the same thing right. his mother said to him in part two. Oh, wow. I didn't get that one. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, the same fucking thing. And then mm. he says later on, please don't sew me into a human centipede. I beg you. Yeah. You're whining. Makes my dick even harder. That's what Laser says um, to that one guy that gives him all the trouble, that he castrates. Oh, and that, yeah. And what's his name in part two? He used to have dreams. And his father, he goes, he goes, when you're crying, it makes my willy even harder, he was saying. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. See, there was more callbacks than, than I, I even got. Yeah. And, and probably that I even got. Get the fucking scum on the fucking knees, on your fucking knees, on your fucking fucking knees. Get the fucking scum on the fucking knees, on the fucking 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 knees. <laughs> get the fucking scum on the fucking knees. Knees. I did like, get the fucking scum. See, there's moments of brilliance. And yeah. his performance and stuff like that. I see. I I like that. I think I like also talking about it more than I would uh, like to sit down and watch the movie again. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. It's best it's, with other people. Yes, and I did not do that. I watched it one time laying in bed, and I watched it one time on my computer. And this is definitely a fucking party movie. One hundred percent. Gotta yep. agree with you. Yeah. Yep. And I watched it both times by myself, and I was still laughing at myself. But I'm knowing that people that have the same sense of humor as, as I do would be right there with me. So, gentlemen, this is exactly what America needs. 
This may even get me elected president. You've convinced me. It's genius. <sighs> Don't change a goddamn thing. My pals in DC, they won't believe their nearsighted eyeballs. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if this uh, Human Centipede 3 is exactly what America needs and give some ratings for this film. Uh, I'll go first. I've been pretty vocal that I didn't find this movie as entertaining as I liked. I found moments very interesting and funny, but overall the performances and just the uh, execution of the film left a lot to be desired for me. And it's unfortunate because it's probably the last in a series that I've enjoyed or I've liked to loved. So, man, I just wish a lot of things were different about it. And I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I enjoy talking about it and repeating the lines, but that's probably about it. I see why a lot of people found this film to be boring and humorless. Um... And I don't want to say I agree wholeheartedly with with most of the reviews I've read because I, you know, I, I think I have this twisted sense of humor as well. But I get it, so I'm going to give it a two out of five star rating. I don't like the film. Woo wee! That's the lowest rating we've had yet. I think. Jesus, and it, it pains me to say that because I I gave two a four, and I just love it and. That, to me, is kind of where the series is going to end, unfortunately. I was back and forth, though. It was so weird as I'm watching this movie. Sometimes I felt like, man, this is a four. I'm really fucking enjoying this. And then other times I'll go back and go, eh, this is just a three. And right now they should have cut this out. I really, I, I can honestly say I've never been so back and forth with a movie as I was watching it as this. And I watched it both times. And I had the same feelings. The highs really had me high. The lows didn't have me too low, but I was just like, eh, I just wish, you know. And I understand. I, I don't get boring. I, I can't understand why anybody would say boring. I guess yeah, there was a small lull here and there, but there was always something going on. So I just, I can't, I don't get boring, but I can understand why people don't like it. I, 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 I understand. But uh, because I just kept going back and forth for four and three, I'm just going to settle on three and a half. I had fun with the movie. Yeah, Laser steals the fucking show for me. It's just, it's just <laughs> his performance is just too enjoyable for me to rate it that low. So, and it was gore in it, and I, you know, I, I had fun with it. So, yeah, three and a half. Wow. Yeah, normally I don't say anything very profound during a uh, rating of a movie, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I think. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, everything you guys said, so there's no reason to repeat it, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's the old, I guess I'll repeat it, because you know, I have to say something. But it, <laughs> it's, it's just like, you know, me and Matt said, it's like, yes, things happen. There are moments throughout the first hour, but... And you're there, and you're experiencing it, and you're watching the process. And I gotta admit, I really did enjoy the idea that we finally got to see an up close and personal, uh, actual surgical aspect. Yeah, of, oh, that was nasty. Yeah, because mm-hmm. 
You could picture. I mean, I mean, you could argue we did in the second one, but that's just stupid. And it was black and white, and it was kind of just. <laughs> You know, dumb. <laughs> but this one, it was funny. <laughs> they like pulled the the string tighter and it put their faces and ass together. So I really appreciate that aspect. I appreciated, like Matt said, how they personalized how we're going to do it this time, even working it out so we could send these assholes back into the society and all that stuff. I like the deterrent idea. And I guess Tom Six was sort of creative with coming up with new ideas to shock us and in a way a couple things not really like shooting the colostomy bag raping a girl in a coma like i said it's already been topped off uh you know when i got when a guy fucks his 10 year old son in the ass i mean where where are you gonna go after that (laughs) the castration's uh, pretty good though that's good but i saw it on sons of anarchy yeah we didn't see anybody get their balls cut out and see the fucking testes get cut out of a sack oh my god yeah but clay did that already (laughs) okay Clay did, it. Clay did it. Clay did it. Clay did it. You know, Al Bundy hit it first, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if I say I like it, do I have to watch this again? <laughs> no. You don't have to do anything, homie. <laughs> All right. Then I'll give it a three out of five. I like it. I don't not like I mean, I don't know. 2.5. <laughs> I get out of here. I, I like you, daddy. Like you, <laughs> I like you, Pee Wee. Rank the Rank films. Um, wow. we'll we'll go in the same order. So, yes, I absolutely love not love. I'll say I really like part two, and that to me is the high point. Man, I kind of even though I rated three lower than one, I feel like if I were going to watch one again, it would be three. I don't know. That's so weird. Bump up your rating. No, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to say two, one, and then three for me. He's repping. He's repping LA, man. The two, one, three. <laughs> What's Saeed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two, one, three. I'm easy, man. Uh, one, two, three. In that order. Uh, one, two, three. Yep. You also? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I still like. Oh, that's right. I, I gave them both a three and a half rating. Yeah. But I, I still, you know, I, I still prefer two. It'll be one, two, and three. Yep. There you go, guys. That's uh, Human Centipede 3, the final sequence. We're going to be right back and talk about spoilers. Should we be terrified of spoilers? Are they coming to kill us? Don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. Banana Laser will be right back. This is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Opening in theaters, Alexandra Daddario stars alongside The Rock in San Andreas. It's not her fault she's not nude here, so check her out on True Detective. Alexandra's jaw-dropping full frontal won her an Anatomy Award, and that'll make you harder than The Rock. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude on Blu-ray, it's the second season of Showtime's Ray Donovan. Ray really cleans up this season, enjoying topless time with Paula Malcolmson and bearing witness to Vanessa Shaw's best nudity yet. Ray Donovan, more like Spray Donovan. Nude on HBO, 19-year-old Rosabelle Lorente Sellers makes her new debut on Game of Thrones. She's playing one of the Sand Snakes of Dorne, but it's more like the Sand Snakes of Corn when she drops her top to taunt Bronn. Rosabelle will make your hose a swell. MrSkin.com Fast forwarding to the good parts. Your own shit you can eat, but maybe not others, so maybe not. Is that why you don't mind the smell of your own shit, but other people it's like repulsive? 
Yeah, um, weird, huh? I think I mind. Sometimes I mind mine. Oh, yeah. sometimes I definitely do. Yes. Yeah. Well, did you ever shit someplace besides the toilet? Like, where... <laughs> like water... on a chick's chest? Hey, you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, has anybody here ever taken a shit where the water didn't cover up the smell? Oh, because I have, gotcha. and I know there's a big difference. What, you shit so high that it sits outside of the water? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like some mountain. <laughs> I took a shit. In a pizza box once. <laughs> Yo, whoa! Whoa! Press pause. Let's hear this story. I was at Woodstock 2000. Oh, Jesus. And the conditions were so terrible that nobody wanted to use the fucking, the, the porta-potties. So we had, we, we had bought pizza earlier in the day. So now I'm wasted, of course. You know, so I, I went outside my tent at one point, and I just took a shit in this pizza box. Then I, I brought my own stuff to wipe, of course. And then I walked in and I dumped it in the garbage can. But... I noticed that when I shit in the pizza box that, oh my god, it was the worst fucking smell that's ever emulated from my body. So, wow. that, yeah. <laughs> never pepperoni again. Damn it. Wow. <laughs> so the problem, say that. Why did you shit in the No, I got a pizza one time and the guy <laughs> put it in, you know, I only got a couple slices to go, so he put it in a white paper bag and I had a shit in that bag. So, because I was at work and I work outdoors, so I was driving around, so I just pulled over and shit in the bag and threw it on some guy's lawn. <laughs> but do you remember how bad it must have smelled, right? No, I don't remember. Oh, I'll never forget. It was the worst smelling shit I ever took just because the water wasn't there to cover up the smell. You know what I mean? Well, actually, I threw it in the front of the lawn that is across the sidewalk where the garbage usually would be laid out. So I, it wasn't that bad. Ah, uh, okay. But it's weird that we both shit in a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> We're brothers. All right, Laser Nation, we're back from the break. And I wanted to get into something, you know, about spoilers and the nature of that. And I wanted to use Human Centipede 3 as kind of a jumping off point. Because Dave and I, especially since we mostly we do a lot of the bites and we talk about trailers and stuff... Uh, talk about spoilers and how they affect us, how they affect on how we take in a movie and stuff like that. And I watched Human Centipede twice for the review, and I felt like the second viewing, uh, which uh, Dave Z says a lot, he said in the show, that is is usually better, or it, it determines whether or not you like the movie, I guess I should say, not usually better. It determines whether you like the movie, and I feel that is because... You're technically spoiled in a way, in that you know what's going to happen, so you're not your expectations don't outweigh the actual enjoyment of the film, and that's exactly what happened to me. Watching, I, I enjoyed Human Centipede three, even though I gave it such a low rating. I enjoyed it more the second time because I knew everything was going to happen, and so that sparked my interest, and I wanted to talk about whether or not. Knowing information going into a film deters you from enjoying it. Uh, how much information should you have? Do trailers show too much information? You know, is there stuff in the trailer that you shouldn't see beforehand? So I, I just want to open it up to you guys and really get into this because we've always kind of talked about it, but I want to just flesh it out on the show kind of once and for all. Because, Dave, I know you typically avoid trailers altogether like you're a huge star wars fan 
you've avoided every Star Wars trailer that I know of because you want to go in absolutely blank slate to the film like opening weekend or whatever. I applaud you because that takes commitment, but at the same time, I just feel like you're doing yourself almost a disservice because unless there's something in the trailer that is a true spoiler to the film, like Bruce Willis being a ghost or dead the whole time, then I feel like it usually won't deter you that much and to the your enjoyment of the film. Well, Star Wars is different because people right now are probably talking about things they've seen. Oh, did you see this new ship? Or, oh, did you see that? I don't know for a fact because I avoid it. I don't even want to see a fucking picture. I don't want to see one... Th- I'm pissed off that I saw a picture in passing and I see what fucking Han Solo looks like right now. I don't even want to know what the fuck he looks like. I don't, I want, when I go see the Star Wars movie, because I, I, I love the fucking original so much, when I go and sit down, I want the full experience of fucking... I want to feel like a kid again. Everyone else, they've already been spoiled. They already, they've already seen the new ship, the new this, the new that. They've seen bits and pieces. When I go and sit down, I'm going to be like a virgin. I'm going to be seeing all this shit coming at me at once. It's going to be overload of fucking Star Wars fucking orgasm. That's, that's but what everybody's first experience into sex, to use your analogy, is usually terrible. <laughs> well, who said it's their first experience? It's orgasm. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be a first. It's the first time you, you have sex with a new girl. How's that? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh, here, well, okay. I... And everyone else has seen her naked already but you. You're okay, okay. You're talking about uh, as a kid. It's like, well, it's going to take me back to being a kid, and I knew nothing. Uh, maybe it's just my personal difference, but every Friday the Thirteenth, every Nightmare on Elm Street, I knew exactly how the film ended. I knew major plot points because other kids saw it way, you know, well before I did, and we they talked about it on the playground, and so I knew shit. Did that did that make my enjoyment of watching the film lesser? I don't think so at all. Oh, uh, see, I don't. I remember when Rocky Three came out, and my cousin told me that Mickey died, and I didn't want to even hear it. I was so mad that he fucking said I pretended I didn't hear it. <laughs> I I blew him off. I said, and he said something about oh, and I was like, yeah, I love fucking Mickey. And he's like, well, you're only gonna you're only gonna love him for about half the movie. He told me. And I said, no, I'm going to love him for the whole movie. And I, I, I didn't even want to fucking, I just pushed it aside. I said, I don't even want to fucking hear that shit. I don't want to know. Why do you ruin that for me? I want to go and experience it and fucking, I want to be shocked when fucking Mickey dies. Now you took that away from me. That's what I'm saying. In Star Wars, holy fuck. I well, remember the first I think, yeah, I- a character dying, sorry to interrupt, but I think a character dying, a major one at that, that is yeah. a spoiler. I that agree a- with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, but yeah. I feel yeah. like knowing what Han Solo looks like, does, <laughs> that to me is not a spoiler. Come on, Dave. I haven't seen fucking Han Solo in, in 20-something years. I haven't seen Harrison Ford dressed up that way. I don't know what he's... I don't want to know what he looks like. I want to fucking go and see, experience it. That's all I'm saying. I know what he looks like, but not, not 25 years later, I don't. I didn't want to see the picture. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and Star, I, I'll never forget this. It's a Star Wars. I remember when Empire Strikes Back came out and it ended, you know, uh, if Luke told fucking uh, Luke, Vader told Luke, I'm your father. Now, I'm a kid. I don't believe Darth Vader's telling the truth. In retrospect, 
Now when I watch it, they tell you because he's like father, son at the end. They do that little flashback. It's like, oh, there's the force. It is true. But when I was a kid, I didn't want to believe it because that's fucking Vader. He's a bastard, and this is Luke. So nobody knew, at least the children didn't know, that you know that Vader wasn't lying. Now there was a fucking a guy on the radio one morning before Return of the Jedi came out, and he said something. My mother was listening to fucking AM radio or, or not AM radio, whatever. She was listening to the fucking uh, a morning show on the radio, and this guy comes out and says, "I'm reading the Return of the Jedi book, and I can confirm that fucking Darth Vader, Luke's." Skywalker's father. <laughs> I was fucking so pissed off. <laughs> Even back then, I just I don't like it <laughs> at all. Now, Here, Dave, I I actually was recording you guys that day, and I have the tape of that guy doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! What a ending! Who'd have thought Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? Oh, thank, you. thank you, Mr. Blow the picture for me. Amazing! <laughs> I heard it. I got him on tape. See, I, but I agree with you. Like that to me constitutes definitely a spoiler. I agree. But okay. it, the How about small Walking Dead. Yeah. Somebody gets whacked on the fucking Walking Dead, and assholes go on Facebook. Oh my God, Daryl! I can't believe it. Yes, fuck those people. They the shouldn't show. do that. No, okay. absolutely right. No, so that is a fucking spoiler. You should not do that. So so far, you're on the same page as me. Except no. for Pitcher Han Solo. And granted, I'm being a little anal about it, I know, but that's only because it's Star Wars and I have high hopes and it's people from the original trilogy. Whatever. But I'm just saying, so far you're on the same page. Everything I've said, you, you I don't think so, because when The Conjuring came out and uh-huh. the trailer was just that clapping scene, that, that you fucking hated that. Yeah, that and took, to me, yeah. that, I, that didn't deter my enjoyment of the entire movie whatsoever. I mean, it's not like a major plot point whatsoever. No, but it, it took away a good jump scare. And there's not many good jump scares in the world. But it didn't wasn't effective in the trailer as well? Was it effective to be scared during the trailer? Yeah, when you saw it the first I mean, it was still just as effective the first time, right? No, because you don't see the build-up to that scene. You just see a fucking three seconds of the thing and, and the clap behind her. You don't even know what's going on in the scene. It's not the same as being sucked into a movie. You know, when you go to a movie, if, you, if you're if you into it and you're sucked into the whole scene, there's music playing this and that, you're, you know the character, it's different than just showing a fucking random person you don't know and just showing a quick clip, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel anyway. I'm not invested in a fucking, some asshole I see in a commercial, but I am invested in a character and what's happening in that particular movie as I'm experiencing it. They did the same thing with Insidious. They they, they gave away jump scares there. That shit just bothers me. I it's so yeah, hard the, ju- the jump scare I can kind of get. I do get that because the point of a jump scare is to totally take you by surprise. And I do get that. But at the same time, it's like they have to make a commercial for the fucking movie. What if they showed you none of the scares? What's, you know, you're going to be like, well, that movie sucks. Nothing happens. No, and they, you, they have to show you something. What do you think they did when they showed Amityville Horror and fucking movies all those years that they just don't show you the punchline? But they, they can show you the other good stuff. I don't know. It just seems like nowadays it's... I, I think you're wrong about that also. I think if you go back and watch trailers from 40, 30, 40 years ago, they give you so much of the movie because it's before home video and all that and re-watching stuff on the internet a million times. They expect you to kind of forget the points to it. They show you front-to-back shit from old trailers. And I didn't realize this until a few years ago. I started watching some old trailers and they show you, they'll show you like shit from the final scene 
Absolutely. I'll tell you what, it's jump scare shit that bothers me. Uh-huh. Because nowadays we get so much of it, and only some are effective. Back in the days, we didn't have that. Don't tell me <clears> that when, when Halloween and Friday the 13th were advertised, they showed you fucking Michael sitting up behind Lori, and they showed the fucking Jason's hand crashing through the window that when he surprised Ginny in part two and shit. They didn't show you things like that. They showed mm, other... I'm, I'm willing to bet that Michael sitting up is in the trailer. You think? I, I Really? I'm willing to bet. So, mm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Maybe one, not. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they would show that. Maybe they would show Jason's hand come to the thing, but it, it happened so quick, you're not really sure what's going on even in that scene. Because hmm. at that point, who the fuck is Jason? So, bad example, I guess. But I'm just thinking of jump scares in earlier films when they weren't as prevalent as now. Now there's all these jump scares, like that Annabelle commercial. They showed that thing, the girl runs in the door and the door closes, then all of a sudden it's a large girl or, mm-hmm. or from a doll. Mm-hmm. Now that's, that, was, that would have been effective if I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm that's saying. True. Nowadays, they're, they're they're very prevalent jump scares for ghost stories and shit like that. I just don't want to see it. What if they would've, what if they would have shown you that scene at the end of Wreck when the girl gets fucking pulled away? Mm. They may have even showed that in the quarantine. They, yeah. they made it the goddamn poster of quarantine. Okay. So <laughs> it's an amazing ending, right? Don't you think it's a great ending? Yes, but only if you don't know about it. Now, if you know that that's, that the movie's going to end bleakly and that girl's going to get pulled away, it's you, you've lost your fucking. It's not as effective. Hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, and I agree with you. You know, the the jump scare thing is right, but at the same time, I because I'm thinking about the quarantine trailer now, and I can't imagine the wreck trailer. I just can't picture it. But I do know the quarantine trailer ends. <laughs> with the shot of the very final shot of the last movie and it is strange that they would do that and i'm not condoning it but at the same time when watching in the trailer you have no idea when that happens in the film no but when you're at the movie and you see it's getting close in you see that you're like well this girl gets fucking whacked yeah i guess you're right about that it, it ruins the impact of the ending it's a mm-hmm. great way to end the film and all of a sudden they, they swept the rug up from under you right right alex yeah. see it's it's weird because i'm I was focusing more on the spoiler aspect of what you guys were talking about. Mm-hmm. And the the one I can pinpoint to most is when I was watching Sons. And oh. at that point, you see, it's weird, man. Tiffany was at my parents' house, and they were watching it. But they were a little far. They were like two seasons behind us. And this big ending of season six took place. So <laughs> Tiffany actually said it out loud. And I was furious and i try to distract my parents and say a bunch of other things to confuse them so they would forget what she just said they said they didn't hear it and they're i don't know if they're playing it off to be nice because they realized i was upset i said how could you do that like don't you know better than to say something like that and uh all this other stuff but the one thing i was spoiled with is really weird and tell me what you guys think of this this is almost beyond trailers they had a uh, a season for sale in Best Buy. I guess it was part of a promotional thing or whatever, but they decided to wrap the DVD season in a in a T-shirt, and the T-shirt said R.I.P. to a major <laughs> character. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So at that point, I was two seasons from that taking place, but the season that was currently gonna happen didn't happen yet so i knew that it happened within the next two seasons so when it happened 
I definitely, man, it impacted me, but not on like a major level. So I will say that knowing things, it definitely ruins it. But it's funny because Matt was looking at it from two different aspects. Like he was talking about watching a movie and then watching it again. And now the expectation side is gone. So now you could just enjoy the ride. And that is exactly, that was my big epiphany that happened when I watched the Evil Dead remake. Because I was so focused on, I really don't know what I was focused on. Because I don't have a, yeah, probably comparing. Because I don't have a big allegiance to the original Evil Dead. Yes, I like it. Yes, I've watched it over ten times. But I, I still... I don't like care about it in, in a weird <laughs> way. Like it just uh, you know it's just a good '80s movie to me. I don't like I don't I wouldn't get like a, a tattoo of it or anything. <laughs> so so you know I was so like kind of focused on on the comparisons and um, you know I, I I don't know if I liked it or not, but I remember I went to for the second time and just took in everything and it was just amazing to me. And I loved Evil Dead remake after. You know, that initial, the expectations out, out the window. Now I could just enjoy what I'm watching. So that I agree with, Matt. But on the aspect of knowing key moments or key scenes or just like, like, for example, I guess the new Terminator movie, Genesis. Oh, dude, do not watch the trailers. Oh, I feel like, why do I know so much? Like, and I don't even want to say because I feel like whoever didn't watch, I'm spoiling it. Dude, but... it's it's See? that pissed me, that pissed me off. That was a major spoiler. Yeah, of that the he, film. Yeah, that he travels somewhere and meets someone. Right? Is that what you mean? Yeah, they 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 reveal a villain, the major villain of the film. Oh, I don't know that. You see, I heard a new trailer came out, like a recent new one besides the initial one we all saw, and I heard it has more spoilers. Hmm. So I actually avoided that. So maybe you know something. I, I I don't think I know the villain. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because it's definitely something that you shouldn't know going in. And that that's that's that that's something they absolutely fucked up. So I understand where Dave's coming from in that mm-hmm. just avoid all the trailers altogether because you never know what you're gonna fucking get. Right. So yeah, and with Sons, let me interject this: as you guys both know, I'm watching Sons for the mm-hmm. second time this time with my wife. Mm-hmm. Now I told my wife, now we're in season five. Almost wow! Season, right, we're flying. Yeah, she's <laughs> greatest show in the world, fans. isn't it? Awesome. Yeah, but, wow. but here's what I told my wife the other day. Every time I'm watching certain scenes with a certain person in it, I'm starting to fucking watch it. You know, when you watch things the second time, it's different. So with different eyes, I'm watching the scene. Oh, man. And things are, like, bothering me. But I can't say nothing. But long story short, I told I said, listen, don't tell anybody you watch this show. Because I do not want you to get fucking spoiled. Right. They, people they, are they love to open their mouth. Oh, did you? what do you think about when this one died? And you're like, right. what the fuck's wrong with you? Right. I, I I told her I said the other day I said listen don't tell anybody because she said that her, she talked to her friend and she told another friend and her friend said oh yeah she goes you're gonna love this character and then hate him and I said that's enough I said tell her wow please, please don't fucking say anything because there's a couple things you don't want spoiled that's what's great about that show is that you know things happen and they're wow moments so oh yeah they're all almost all jaw dropping yeah you know? so I'm like please don't fucking say anything you know but there's these assholes and I know you guys aren't into it but. When wrestling comes on, these fucking assholes, as soon as Raw ends on Monday oh, night, yeah. they're putting shit up. Why do you got to do that? And even there was a pay-per-view maybe four or five months ago, and Sting made a return. Actually, his first appearance ever in WWE ring. So he made sell a, out, sell check out. Check it out. <laughs> I just happened to be watching this one live. Usually I don't watch them live. 
but I happened to be watching it live and I saw him come out unexpectedly. Like, oh, so me being the nice guy that I am, I went on Facebook and I said, anyone who's a wrestling fan that has not seen the fucking conclusion of tonight's pay-per-view, get off of Facebook now before some asshole spoils it for you and go watch it yourself. It's because I didn't want these guys to be spoiled. It wasn't that big of a deal, but I, I, I would much, I hate going on and someone's like, oh my God, Sting, WWE, oh, I never... It's not that big of a deal, but it's something that I want to experience myself and have it have it be like a, a jaw dropper for me. Like, oh, holy fuck, you know? I I don't like when people take that away. It just fucking irks me, man. It, I mean, wait a week, you know? Jeez. Right, That that is just being an asshole. But at the same time, here's me being an asshole and questioning is is knowing that something amazing is, is quote-unquote going to take place, is that a spoiler? Because you build up something in your mind, and that could change it. It's not out of the blue yet again. Like saying somebody read that post from you and saying, oh, well, something big is going to happen. Something is going to transpire that's going to make me shit my pants. you know. And then it happens, and they're like, well, that, what, that didn't really... Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, and that does happen, I, and especially with wrestling. I, I, I feel you, but I would rather, you know, if someone's slightly let down, I'd rather do that than have somebody who's a big fan fucking get it that way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If I save just one person from being spoiled, I'm happy with it because I, I, I appreciate someone that would do that for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone has different tastes, so some things matter, some things don't. But like that Sting thing wasn't the most amazing thing in the world, but I know he's a major name in, in, in the business. And a lot of people thought it was going to be cool. So I said, hey, fucking watch it for yourself before assholes come on here and do it. It's just not, you know, it takes away all the impact. Yeah, asshole. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so, Dave, you... What I started this conversation with was kind of the second repeat viewing on stuff and how you, you know, you just inherently enjoy something better because you know what's going to happen. And, um, so, and I think you kind of agree with that s- statement, right? It depends on the movie. Right. It depends. Like, like, like with Centipede 3, we were waiting for the longest time for fucking Dwight to pr- give his proposition to him. We're like, come on, just say it. Then we're waiting to actually see the pee. So we're waiting and waiting the first time. Now, the second time, you know that it takes a while. So it's different. Or for, you know, some average slasher movie or some other horror movie. It doesn't make a difference. It'll make you, you know, you might enjoy it more, or you might enjoy it less on the second view. But it's just, it's just certain movies, you know. Mm-hmm. But you just mostly try to avoid stuff because you don't know when a key spoiler is going to be brought up or not. So you're just like, fuck it, I'll go into it totally blind and I'll watch the movie twice to have that kind of experience. Is that kind of where, where you're coming from? No, I'm watching it twice. I'm going to try to watch it twice anyway. Right. That, that's what I mean. There's a reason you watch it a second time. Yeah, because then I... Watching it the second time, it, it, it really reveals... Because the first time you watch a movie, you're just following the narrative. You're, you're riding along with the movie. The second time, you can look at other things and focus on different things because you already know the outcome so you can and you're more relaxed the second time depends on how much you're into the movie you are that's what i feel i think you guys feel the same way though that the second view is so important mm-hmm. so, yeah but i'm saying 
that seeing seeing knowing things beforehand whether it's a trailer or even a promotional still or something like that could be sort of the same way yeah but there's no impact then like i said before with the conjuring Mm -hmm. when you're watching a movie and you're invested in the movie and it's an occurrence in the movie then then there's some impact on there but if you hear it or see it in a trailer and you have information prior that it, it you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing there. The wind's been taken out of your sails. Whereas if you're watching a movie, you know, you experience it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I can't, like, I can't disagree with you. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, like at the Exorcist or Carrie. You know, people know things about it, and it's too bad. It's too bad that they know that they've seen clips and they know. Like you're gonna see Carrie for the first time probably this year or whatever, but. You've already had things spoiled. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be the same as you know. It's like knowing what happens at the end of Friday the Thirteenth with Jason jumping out of the fucking boat before you yeah, even see it. Yeah, but you know what? Before I even saw Carrie, I feel like I knew every scene of the movie in a weird way. And I don't know why I feel that way, but I felt like I knew the movie before I even watched it. So now I'm just watching a long version. Like my my brain was filled with cliff notes. Now I'm watching the whole thing. But you know, it's weird. Like most of these big blockbuster movies and stuff, you don't even really do you even need to watch a trailer anymore? I mean, to no. see a, to see the no. new Ninja Turtles, do you need to watch that no. trailer? To see Terminator, do you really have to watch a trailer? That's no, just you, a statement on the industry as yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, you know what you're gonna get when you watch Terminator. You know what you're gonna get. What do you have to watch the super the next Superman trailer? Do you have to watch Batman versus Superman trailer? Don't you fucking get what's gonna happen? Like why do you need to see any detail about that? <laughs> like when Friday the thirteenth comes out next year, I'm not gonna watch a fucking trailer. I'm not gonna watch nothing. Oh, no, we don't need to. Why? No, we don't. It's Friday the thirteenth. We know the fucking shit inside and out. <laughs> You're gonna watch another thing? What? A fucking uh, the, to see the new mask? I want everything. I'm sure I'll look at a picture. I'm sure there's somebody who posts a picture. But I want but every. <laughs> I want every single aspect of that moving part movie to be completely new to me. I don't need mm-hmm. to see anything about it. A commercial. A commercial is to inform you of a product. I don't need to be informed of it. I, you know, if you told me about, I don't need to know about a toilet paper. I know. Yeah, I wipe my ass with it. It's soft. It's white, and I flush it. That's all I need to know about it. I don't need to see a charming commercial. You know, like, there's just no point to some things. I, 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 I need it. I will get it charming. when I need it. Get SOA on the brain. What, what about charming. something that... It's Charmin. You call it the Charmin. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah. Charmin. Oh, it's Charmin. Charmin. Don't squeeze the Charmin. Don't squeeze the Charming. You know. Dude, I just I need Will Wilhelm to put a post, and I, I just go to the number that he posts. If he says four out of five, I'll go watch it. Like... I yeah. don't, you know, it, it's just the same thing. Like, I, I didn't watch the trailer for It Follows. I'm telling you, comedy and horror is the worst things to see trailers in. Because it's all about punchlines and comedy. And it's all about fucking jump scares or a, a kill, which is the equivalent of a punchline in horror. You don't want to see that shit. Yeah, like Dumb and Dumber. I got like eight of the, or oh, nine of God. the jokes in the fucking trailer. Yeah. So I didn't even watch that because of that. So, yeah, See? you're right. Oh, you're so lucky. But I was so – that's one of my favorite comedies of all time. So I was dying to see any little bit of that, and I ruined it for myself. You know? Yeah. Those those jokes would have been – I would have been dying if I saw those fresh in the theater. Well, Dave, what do you do when you go to a movie theater and they show ah, 20 minutes of commercials? Guess what? When I went to see Unfriended fucking uh, last month, 
I fucking literally put my head down for fucking three <laughs> He's got special glasses he puts on and earmuffs and shit. Excuse hey, what about me. your fucking ears? I'm in trailer mode. What do you do with your ears? Um, I, I just didn't pay attention to what was on the screen. I didn't listen really. I just looked down. I probably fucking looked at my phone or some shit. I don't know. I just looked down. I said I don't want to be bothered with it. And I just chose to ignore it. You know? and even big deal if you hear a jump scare, you hear the music. Ah, big deal. You know that's gonna happen in a horror movie anyway. Yeah, it's mostly sounds and people screaming. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so D- D- Dave's on his phone. My baloney has a first name. It's H O M E R. My baloney <laughs> has a second name. It's H O M. Are the commercials done? Don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. Banana Laser. We'll be right back. My name is X, and I'm Cootie. Please consider us your high priest and priestess of satanic cinema. Join us on our podcast, Kiss the Goat, which will drag your soul through some of the finest and worst devil movies of the last 50 years. Devils and demons, exorcisms and possessions, cults and rituals, dogs and cats living together. Is that a devil movie? Maybe. Sort of. I don't know, babe. We'll talk about it later. Join us on the Horrorphilia Podcast Network every other week as we don our hoods and cloaks and kiss, kiss the, the goats. It's a hell of a good time. I knew you were going to say that. Of course you did. It's in the script. Hey, what's up, Joe? Nothing much, man. How's it going? Oh, great, man. I actually don't even mind being at work today. Oh, shit. Well, I couldn't help but notice how happy you were today. What, what the fuck's up, dude? Let me tell you, man, my girl is a fucking beast. We just had a whole afternoon sex session. Man, I feel great. Wow. Yeah, dude, I remember those days. Fuck. Remember? What's the matter, man? The old lady's not giving it up anymore. (sighs) Actually, it isn't even that. Believe it or not, I just don't have the desire anymore. What? Fucking Joe, not horny? Somebody called paramedic. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking horny. Believe me. It's just... It's kind of embarrassing to say, dude. My girlfriend isn't smelling like she used to. Smelling? What do you mean? You're, you're telling me she changed her perfume or something, right? <sighs> nah, man. I mean, down there. Just suddenly she started stinking over the last few weeks or so. Ah, no, no, no. Listen, bro. That happened with my girl, too. Guess what? There's actually a quick solution for that. And it's over the counter. Say what? Dude, really? What is this shit called? It's called Beeve Right. Beaverite? That's what I said. It's from the makers of the camel cap. You remember that thing, that slip-on rubber cap, the, that thing they make for women with camel toe? It's the same company. Wow, no shit. Cool. Well, that was a big success. Yeah, well, this one's going to even be a bigger success. And it, all it is, it's a simple gel cap that she swallows. And by the gift of rapid release, it works wonders. Huh, wonders, huh? Dude, come on, tell me more. Well, it does three important things. One, releases a fresh scent down there. Two, adds a delicious flavor of your choosing. Three, even has a spermicidal lubricant. It takes care of everything. She swallows, and her pussy takes care of the rest. Wow! Fuck, those are wonders. Damn, I'm glad I talked to you about this problem. Hey, anything to help a friend. Boy, we better get back to work, man. Come on. Not me. I'm gonna take a sick day. Be right, here I come. Winter shit isn't tight, get be right. Available at all fine pharmacies. Ask for it by name. Yeah, okay, guys, so that wraps up episode 49 of Banana Laser. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, just so you know, Friday the 13th is 345 days away. We have that to look forward to. Um, <laughs> uh, 
So, what's on the horizon? Guys, episode 50. This is a big deal. I don't know if you guys have heard this because I've only talked about it every time I'm on mic, but it's our two-year anniversary, baby, coming up in June. Uh, or this month. This is June. I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, coming up this month is our two-year anniversary, also episode 50. And I want to hear from all the Laser Nation out there. Be a part of this episode. It's going to be a fun party episode. We're going to do tons of fun stuff. And I don't want to spoil any of it for you. <laughs> but I want you guys to be a part of it. I want to interact with you guys a lot on this episode, if we can. I want to read your emails on the air. I want to listen to your voicemails live on the air as we record them. And... And if you guys just don't know anything else to send, you can send us one thing, and that is, what is a banana laser? That is the question. You answer that question for us, and we'll interact with you. That has been proposed by fucking uh, some guy who will rename uh, nameless. Um, but he proposed the question, and we've never said it, so what is it? We'll review it at the end of the episode, but I want to hear from you guys about it first. So please call 314-720-8842. Send us an email, bananalazergmail.com. Tweet at us at bananalazershow. We want to hear from you guys. It won't be fun without you. Let's make it a two-way street. Hey, we're doing live uh, voicemails now, aren't we? Like, you know, we're going to play them and then react to them? Yes, and that, that's that. what I mean. Yes, we're going to, you know, most of the time we put this shit in post and we might even talk about it. But I want to play these live on the air and I want to have a lot of fun with it. A nice party atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched. Yep. Lasers, get involved. Get involved. Um, also, guys, uh, Skeleton Crew, which these two assholes are a part of, just started yesterday. Their Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective. It's going to be eight weeks, eight movies, eight shows. Get on that shit. It's on Horrorphilia Network, the same as us. It's our sister show. If you're not having fun with this, uh, then you're an idiot. Hey, Matt, I don't, what did you think of the first show? I was great. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love the discussion. Uh, all the opinions um, about the film really surprised me. Yeah. It really did. Um, but it, I'm really looking forward to the series overall, Alex. And I talked to Dave about this on last week's Banana Bites episode. It just in, I don't really like this series. You know, <laughs> I, I like some of the films, and I hate some of the other films. This series is all over the place. It can't help but be a good thing to talk about on a podcast. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, we're hoping that the same uh, theme that took place with Never Sleep Again kind of falls into this, where it's more interesting to talk about these mm-hmm. movies than exactly. it is to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're hoping that carries over. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, an idea that happened right on the show. Everybody heard, you know, we were going to do Maniac Cop, and Dave suggested Nightmare. And I said, you know, we've been toying with that idea for a while, and it would be a good big thing to do in the summer and we want to go back to our roots we started off the first 12 shows were all the fridays so we're just going to do eight shows just dedicated to each movie so uh hope you guys like the first one and uh yeah like matt said once a week probably every monday um new uh, episode new movie mm-hmm. and then right after that on tuesdays look forward to banana laser we're on a regular schedule now every tuesday Look for our show to be dropped on Horrorphilia.com, iTunes, Stitcher, all that shit. Okay. Yeah. 
Tuesday Titans. Hey, yeah, I like that. Asshole. Woo! <laughs> it's everybody's catchphrase now. Um, <laughs> all right, so we are going to get out of here, Lasers. Thanks for listening to our shit fest. And until we meet again, summer is coming, so put your feet in the grass and don't get your face sewn to somebody's ass. <laughs> Where's the web by? Later, lasers. <laughs> banana later. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>